Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, welcome back to the Potted Together podcast. I'm Nicole and I'm joined by my two fabulous, wonderful, beautiful co-hosts, Adam and Becca. Hi. Hello. Hello. How are y'all doing today? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) We were just discussing brain fog, which I have. I'm coming down with a case of brain fog, but it's okay. We all get it from time to time. Yeah. The awkward Sorry. I'm just like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pause (laughs) because Becca, you're, we know that your internet's not the greatest. And I think that you come in a few seconds behind. Like, so I'm, I'm trying to like keep a solid silence. So like, if you want to talk, I don't interrupt you. Cause I just feel like I'm constantly interrupting (laughs) you. (laughs) It's not your fault. No, that's me. I mean, I'm the one that's always interrupting you guys. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, I need to figure out but which yeah, internet brain... network. Ah, we just did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, we'll stay quiet. So, so other than <laughs> other than brain fog, have has anything exciting happened this past week for you, Becca? <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I seriously thought she was frozen for a second. If you guys could have saw so her face, I. she was just like, "Uh." <laughs> Honestly, not much. Uh, this week is one of those weeks that's like gone by, and I'm like, "Oh, it's already Thursday. Like what? I don't know. It it did snow on Monday, which was very pretty. Um, I've been a little homesteader, keeping my house warm with firewood that my husband cut last weekend. <laughs> and yeah <laughs> i did i talk about last week how de i la homesteader yeah de la homesteader i think i talked about last week how i split <laughs> some wood for the first time in my life i think i talked about that Maybe. no no we need to hear it i d- okay we need to hear all about it so we um, becky calhoun's to- a professional wood splitter <laughs> <laughs> best splitter in the whole wild wild west Except now I'm not in the West. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, we are heating our house with the wood fireplace, obviously. And basically we needed to split the logs because if you put a, just like a full log in the fireplace, it doesn't burn very well. Or it, it will eventually, but not like fast enough. So anyway, we had to split some logs and my husband is just like so good at it. Just very attractive you know i'm gonna uh what is it when you when you make someone an object objectify (laughs) what is it when you make someone an object like am i okay anyway yeah i'm gonna objectify him real quick and say that it was pretty nice to watch but then he was like all right becca your turn and i was like "Uh (laughs) uh-huh so (laughs) i'm sorry what (laughs) yeah we okay so we didn't have a log to split the logs on top of because apparently you need a stump or something so there was a big tree that fell over before we moved in and it fell across our driveway and uh at some point it got cut up and moved but it's a huge tree. So we pulled part of it out of the ditch, which was so heavy. I did not think that I was that we were going to be able to do it. But we pulled it out of the ditch and like shimmied it over to the spot next to the log pile. And it looks like a pipe for giants. Like it is. Have you guys seen it? You saw it, right? Yeah. I feel like I did see it on your Instagram. Yeah, I posted it in my stories. So, yeah, it's yeah. really a cool piece of work. There's mushrooms growing on it. It's very beautiful. And I used that to split some wood. And I had menial success. But I, I you know, did part of it. 
Not most of it. I did part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Was your arm sore the next day? Yes. My arms and my hands were sore. Like the yeah. muscles yeah. in my hands. It was so weird. I remember after like playing volleyball tournaments, like I would feel like my hands were like stuck in a claw shape. Like it's because they were just like my wrists were sore. My hands were sore and I just felt like I couldn't move them. I was just like, ugh. Yeah. My hands get like that from riding a bike for <laughs> a long period of time. Is that weird? Like just like from gripping the hand, like <laughs> all of this, all of my wrist like tenses up. I mean, how hard are you gripping those handles? I know. I was about to I say, like, I apparently really tightly. <laughs> really gripping that <laughs> handle. I guess I'm afraid I'm going to fall off or something. I don't know. I mean, is riding a bike a metaphor for something or are you actually talking no. about riding a bike? <laughs> I'm literally talking about riding a bike. Oh, mercy. Okay. <laughs> Rated E. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay uh, so what about you adam how was your week (laughs) did you chop any wood well i mean i feel like i need to go back and put miss becky on the spot because i just watched a video this morning where she brought multiple (laughs) calathea into her home oh yes she did (laughs) and an orchid who dis i know am i stupid i don't know we'll find out (laughs) a week later they were all so beautiful I know, and they were also cheap. So if they die, it's not the biggest deal. Like, if I was to find those in Tucson, they'd all be like forty dollars each. But here, yeah. they were so cheap. So I mean, listen, money was spent. I'm gonna do my best to keep to take care of them, obviously. But if they die, it's okay because they're my first of those varieties. So I'm glad that I found them like yeah. under fifteen dollars. But yeah, I'm excited. They're beautiful. I, I didn't know the ID on a lot of them, so I got a lot of ID help in the comments. But I think I got a Calathea White Star, a Trio Star, Stromanth, Stromanth Trio Star, and then a Calathea Zebrina. Yeah. All at once. Very pretty. I, I mean, always want to call them Stromanthes. Oh. I don't really hear people talk about them online very often. I think it is Stromanth, right? Who knows? It's Latin. Adam. I used to say, I used to say, yeah, I used to say Stromanth, Stromanthi, but again, we all know what we're talking about, but <laughs> I haven't had one in a while. And I kind of feel like a fraud because, you know, we sit here and we preach like, if you kill a plant, it's okay, just try again. But like me, I'm like, I'm never owning another Calathea ever. But then after watching your video, I was like, mm, those were <laughs> cute though. <laughs> They're tiny. They're, they are cute. Yeah, they're so cute. Ah! Yeah, I love them. I'm excited. We'll see how it goes. Did you give them a nice spray down and clean clean them up? Not yet. They're currently just sitting on the floor in the sunroom, just not touching anything. I did that with some other plants that I brought in like a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago. They sat there for like probably a month not touching anything, which is like way (laughs) too long, but I was procrastinating and i was like cool like looks looks like we are out of the dark ages because you know pests come in on new plants and ooh, certainly will come in on calathea but i didn't see anything on them yet we'll see in a few days if anything has popped up anything sprouted we'll see well i guess my week has been pretty I mean, kind of the same as Becca. It's been like cold and cloudy here, which I haven't been used to living in Arizona. And so this week has just been like a really blech kind of week. Yeah. So I know. um, I mean, my mom told me the same thing. It's it snowed here, which is exciting. I didn't get to see it because it didn't snow at my house, but it snowed in Phoenix and some of the surrounding areas. So that was kind of cool to see. Really cool. I mean, I kind of wish I would have went out driving just to see how much people couldn't function in the snow. <laughs> you don't want to know, Adam. It's I think it's cool when people... <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, I feel like... Um, I like when people post pictures with, like, cactus covered in snow, like, mm-hmm. in the actual desert. Yeah. I remember it snowed 
when you were still living in Tucson, right, Becca? And you mm-hmm. like posted some video on your Instagram. Yes. I, I just really actually cool. thought of that photo when you said that. I need to go back in my feed and like bring it back because, yeah, it's so beautiful. I remember when she was scraping her windshield with the debit card. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I need to get a snow brush. <laughs> it works, does it not? Oh, it does. Yeah, it does. Works in a pinch. <laughs> I mean you just need one little window yeah but that would never work here obviously <laughs> yeah but yeah this this week I think has been pretty chill I've been like catching well I rewatched all of Veep not just this week but I finished it this week because I just love that show so much and the Night Stalker watched that it was so good yeah Becca maybe you shouldn't watch that since you're kind of like out in the middle of nowhere yeah, yeah I, watch it. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet because i'm like so engulfed in outlander like i'm so deep in oh, outlander jamie Knee deep <laughs> oh my god <laughs> wouldn't <What> you... oh <laughs> i'm married um <laughs> um no jamie's beautiful and he's so noble and true he is noble and true. That is that is how I describe dogs. So it's not sexual, but that man is noble and true. <laughs> and a few other things. But. <laughs> That's how I describe dogs. So it's not sexual. In my defense. <laughs> but dogs really are noble and true, right? Like, come on. Yeah, they really are. The best. Yeah, they are. What about you, Nicole? Um... Well, I filmed a few videos and edited a few videos this week. So I feel like I'm on a better track than I was last week. I feel like I was in the fog last week. Mm. But I'm I'm slowly getting out of it. We got the snow that Becca got on Monday. We got it on Tuesday. But we got like eight inches of snow. Oh, my gosh. So Chicago's, Chicago's a little buried right now. People freak out like this doesn't happen every year. And it does. <laughs> Um, But it's nice, though, because, you know, every other winter we have to take the kids to school and our kids go to three different schools now. So we would be like a good part of our day would be commuting in this crappy weather. And since they're e-learning, we don't have to go anywhere. So it's great. (laughs) Um, But my mom and Ted sold their house. They got a buyer. Yes, it's very exciting. Happened very fast. So they're kind of just going through that whole process of like appraisal and the closing is like 30 to 45 days. So it's just like a thing. But as I was thinking about this time last year, I realized that it has been exactly one year since I've seen you, Becca, since I've, I've, since we've been together one year. Oh my gosh. Wait, you're right. That's not true though. Yep. We saw each other in March, yeah. didn't we? Because it was like right when the pandemic oh. was hitting. Because you know, Mama clean. Oh, that's right. Sorry, okay, I'm just, I'm just so here to. Saw... I'm just here to knock you back down no, to reality. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better, actually. But we probably I was like, like shit. It's been a whole year. We probably won't see each other until it has been a year, though, because, well, unless in February I drive yeah, up oh, to yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Which the weather that could be a thing. Weather permitting, maybe, but I'm like really scared to drive in Weather snow permitting. and ice. Yeah, you should be scared because people that are used to it don't even know how to drive in the snow and ice. True. Yeah. But okay, so it's been 11 months because I did, I because I was there for my mom's birthday. My mom's birthday is on Monday and we saw each other in February, but then yeah, that's right. We did see each other in March because that's when the pandy started. Pandy. It's kind of crazy. It's been almost a year though. It's nuts. So I was thinking about that and then um, I was thinking about how like it's been a while since we've all seen each other. So we got to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, when are you booking your ticket? I know. I really do. Would you let me sleep in your spare room? Of course. I got to wait till the spring so I can ride that 61 inch dick. Yeah, wait until it's, like, good weather. Then you can enjoy, like, the good weather. And then you yeah. can mow the lawn for Slap us. Slap a plow on it and you can snow plow it. 
I'll wait till Nebraska's playing Mizzou, and then we can just go to a game together and like <gasps> be all sporty. <laughs> oh my god, we could enjoy some sport ball. Although I, I will say the last time I was in Columbia was for a Nebraska Mizzou game, and it was, I think, the worst I've ever been treated by people in my entire life. This coming oh, no. from no a kid who was grown in a small town and was gay but tried to be straight. Like, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. That was funny. That's okay. Oh, Adam. <laughs> Sweet Adam. <laughs> but I was just treated was... terribly because I was I was wearing red and I was in Nebraska gear. So, like, everybody who was wearing yeah. red in Nebraska was just treated like... I mean, we we had things thrown at us at restaurants. We had people, like, throwing stuff out of their cars when we were walking down the street. It was just awful. Oh it's my God. not that serious. Yeah. Okay. God. Don't go to a U of A ASU game then. Like, I'm just telling you. It gets pretty bad. Like, people are usually nice, but, like, if if someone <laughs> was wearing, like, an ASU outfit at a U of A game, like, you know for sure people are going to be like, fuck ASU. Go back to hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty certain. Uh, because God. ASU, they're the sun devils. So that's why people tell them yeah. to, you know. Oh, go back to hell. Got it, got it. Yeah. I don't do sports, like, at all. Bear down. <laughs> Bear down. Hey, don't make fun of that. It's beautiful. It's beautiful <laughs> sentiment. In Chicago. But I'll never get it out of my head when you were just like, tell the team to bear down. <laughs> and a tear drips down her down her cheek. I'm just like, but in Chicago, it doesn't mean that. And Nicole's just like, okay. Uh, <laughs> tell the team to bear down. That's a beautiful, like that would put a tear in any wildcat's eye. You find me a wildcat that that does not stir up emotions for. You won't find one. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's talk about today's episode. Today's episode is going to be all about plant myths and us pretty much debunking debunking them. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about some things people say you should or shouldn't do that really don't make a whole lot of dang sense. <laughs> Becca, do you want to like try to get out of the FaceTime and then get back in to see if it'll like speed up your connection issue? Yeah. yeah let's see. Hello. Well, now you're oh, clear. Hi. Is that better? Oh, yes. Yeah. Crystal clear, that's Becky. A lot I switched to my other internet network. It's like high definition. Yeah, Becky. now I can see all of your freckles. Oh, <laughs> even the ones. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she has brain fog, all right. <laughs> We're fully clothed on this podcast, guys. <laughs> we promise. My face is red. <laughs> it is. Sorry, Adam. Didn't mean to make you blush. You too, Nicole. <laughs> I'm always blushing. Uh, okay, so I think... I'm going to pull up a list of things here. And what I was thinking that we can do, guys, is maybe we can, like, go over each one and say, you know, like, what we think about that myth. Yes. Okay. So, now that Becca has an orchid, do you plan on watering your orchid with an ice cube? (laughs) (laughs) Just watering plants with an ice cube? Never. That's myth number one, watering your plants with an ice cube. Like, give your orchids an ice cube. One a week, and it should be totally fine. <laughs> I mean... For one, who came up with this idea? Like, who thought this up? I don't know. I feel like we did talk about this in an episode in the last couple, but, like, some people, it just works for them, and they have beautiful orchid collections, and I'm just like, how? Yeah, I feel like this is, like, lazy man method, you know? Or lazy woman method, you know, whatever. But, um... I, yeah, I wouldn't do that. I mean, I just give you. It's just like ice cold water. Immediate, like how <laughs> how do you feel about jumping in like ice cold bath? Like I just don't. I can't imagine that plants love 
No. That f- yeah. I don't know if their roots even. I mean, I obviously I think it matters what temperature hits them, but ugh, I don't know. But Becca's yeah. right. Some people it does work for, and I just I mean, and they have it on all the tags. I don't know if your orchid tag that you just got, Becca, had it on there, but like most orchids <sighs> that you buy in the store, in they the still set in instructions like add mm-hmm. an ice cube. Yeah, I need to look and see, but I don't remember seeing that on it. Um, the woman at the cashier told me, she was like, okay, so do you know how to water the orchid? And I was like, no, not really. I'm kind of new to it. And she's like, okay, well, the roots will turn a different color when it's thirsty. And then you just soak it for a few minutes and then take it out. And I was like, okay, what color? She's like, I don't remember. I think it's silver. <clears throat> I think it's silver. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to remember what oh, color. That's interesting. Um, but I did notice the roots are were like starting to change color because it's currently in spag, the the plant. And someone actually suggested not to repot it while it had blooms on it because the blooms might fall off. So yeah. I'm not going to repot it for that reason yet. I will, but not yet. So it'll, it's just sitting in spag. But the roots did change color. I think it turned like a darker green silvery mm. yeah i don't okay i'm not an orchid girl i'm just learning <laughs> but i think that the ice cube method is just a way of keeping people from overwatering their orchid probably and i'm sure it works in a similar way to like using one of those like terracotta water sticks or you know like the bulbs those upside down water bulbs that's that it can slowly take up water over time but it's a it's an ice cube like like you said adam it's cold so why like why would you do that you know yeah i think just learning how much water your orchid needs and when it needs it is a much better method than giving it an ice cube i guess you're right there in that like it's probably it was probably a way for growers to just try to be like here's how Here's the least damaging way to water an orchid because people would probably overwater it, et cetera. So, right. I mean, I guess that does make sense. I've just, I've never done that personally, but I've also only had a few orchids. So, and I mean, if the orchid's not dying or it's not, you know, it's not getting leaf drop from the cold of the ice cube, then maybe it can't tolerate it. I don't know. I just, I always thought that was really weird. Um, okay, the next one is putting some rocks or some other substance in the bottom of your pot that doesn't have a drainage hole to act as drainage. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's a cringy thought. What do you guys think about that? I definitely did this when I first got succulents, like, because... I don't know. I had an ex-boyfriend or something buy me succulents and I was like, what do I do with these? So I went and I got like some planter that didn't have drainage and I put them in just straight up soil. (laughs) Miracle grow. (laughs) Miracle grow. (laughs) And I put rocks at the bottom and listen, they died very quickly. Number one, because it was succulent. Number two, miracle grow. And number three, rocks at the bottom but I you know there's something to do with the perched water table that like says uh you guys probably know more about this I just have heard people say not to do it because of something to do with the perched water table which I don't know what that is (laughs) I'll admit yeah I mean I I think Betsy Begonia did like a really good video on perched water table but it basically is saying like there's a force of gravity that's making the water flow through the pot, like from down towards the bottom. But then there's another force, I think maybe capillary action or something that's causing the water to just like move upwards. So where those two forces meet is the perched water table, which just basically always stays saturated. And usually that's in your soil plants that's at the bottom of the pot. Like the bottom inch will probably always be the most saturated spot. And if you put rocks at the bottom inch, then that inch moves up higher to closer to the roots. So that's why. Root rot. Yeah. Then that perched water table is getting closer to your roots, which is when you'll get root rot. I mean, I have heard of like people doing that. And like if I had like a decorative pot outside that I wanted to put a cactus in, but it was like a really huge pot, I would put like bottles in it 
or something like styrofoam that I had left over that I couldn't recycle in the bottom to like raise up just so I didn't have to fill that entire pot with soil but using it as like a way to have a fake drainage hole or whatever I mean it can be done it just probably shouldn't be done (laughs) ever Mm-hmm. Plus, it's going to stay, ex- if there's no drainage hole, it's just going to stay extremely wet down there all the time, like constantly. Yeah. Like, you know, when you think about watering every couple of weeks because the top one to two inches of your plant is dry, think of all the water that's just going to be building up at the bottom of that. And it's usually a plastic pot or like a ceramic one that it's not terracotta that doesn't like wick it through, you know? Right. Yeah. So I just instantly think root rot when I hear about people doing that. But I did watch Betsy's video. It's a really good video to watch if you're looking for an explanation on on that. Yeah. And also on the subject of non-draining pots, I've seen a long time ago, I saw Plantarina do, she had a plant potted with no drainage. And she basically just said, like, I don't recommend this, but I have been having plants for a long time, so I feel like I know what the plant needs, how much water it needs. And so I water it, and then she, like, put her hand on top of the soil and then dumped out the excess water so that Mm -hmm. it had a place to go. Because if you don't do that, then the water is literally just going to sit there at the bottom of the pot and rot the plant. So if you are going to pot without a drainage hole... Hopefully it's a small enough plant where you can tip it upside down and like cover the top with your hand so you don't lose soil and like dump out that excess water. Yeah. I've done that before. I'll admit. I had a plant in a Mm -hmm. pot like that for a long time. It was like in a little cow cash po and I would just, it was like a three inch pot and I would do that and it was fine. It lived for a really long time. Until you killed it. Until I moved. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) no i eventually took it out and then repotted it with a different plant like i combined it with something else you know um you know that those pots that i have by the artist aloe frost but that's the mustache pots oh yeah Mm -hmm. those are so cool yeah so he makes a bunch of different versions but he's he's been doing these ones that are actually like little people like a cartoonish type person but the drainage hole is actually just like it peeing like that's where he so like he's got a little tiny That's like so phallic funny. not realistic <laughs> yeah. looking male sex organ on it uh, <laughs> i don't know how to say it's a, a little it's got it's a little a weenie <laughs> i'm sorry well, it's a dick jumping around the subject is a penis <laughs> It's a it's another explicit but episode. When you but. water your plant, that's like that's where and the inside of the pot it's funneled through. And I thought that was so cool. I was like, okay, that's hilarious. I kind of need one that's, of those. <laughs> that's funny because he has ones with girl like with boobs too. Like I see a lot of people getting them for their booby cactus. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're really cute. How do we feel about like the body planters? Because I've seen some like for like the penis plant that are like pretty explicit. What do oh, we think? Yeah. Have you seen those planters? I'm like Yeah, like oh. where they're just they look like a casting of somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would I don't I I wouldn't get one, but I have younger kids. So that's <laughs> just the only reason. Someone went out and got that like kit where you can make a mold and then they just put clay in it instead. <laughs> I'm gonna sell this as a planter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the molding. I would do oh. like I would do like a butt, like a butt planter or like a booby planter, but maybe it's... Ooh, a butt planter for lithops. Ew. Cute. <laughs> I, I want one. I hate lithops. <laughs> Ooh, I know what to get you for your birthday. <laughs> Bunch of lithops. Gross. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is about those, like, because I kind of like the butt planters too, or even like the boob ones, but like when it's... When it's just a penis, I'm just like, mm, what am I going to do with that? Yeah, it's like there isn't like a vagina planter, like with the plant coming out of it. Like it's, I think lower extremities, lower front extremities, I'm like, maybe we just don't make planters out of that. But, but you know what they say, everybody has their own kinks. <laughs> everybody has their kinks. I don't think we've ever talked about that story on the pod and we've said that a few times so people might not have any <laughs> idea. Like, what? 
Well, do we want to talk about it? <laughs> What's the origin? Actually, I don't even. It's something to do with Daniel. What's the origin? Yeah, da- Daniel I, said it, right? Daniel said it, but he didn't. He didn't mean it in the way that it came out. But I can't remember what you guys were talking about. <laughs> Dang it. We're relying on me to remember. I don't remember. He was meaning it in my, from what I remember, he was meaning it like in like a, everybody does things their own way or everyone like, you know, likes whatever they like. But, but he says everyone has their own kinks. I don't know. Which is also true. That's right. Oh, poor Dan. He didn't mean it sexually, but it is. And then I told you guys probably. Yeah. Oh, sweet Daniel. Oh, sweet Daniel. Have you seen that TikTok where it's the dog and she's like, you don't have a thought behind those eyes. You don't know nothing. You ain't got a clue. Have you seen that TikTok? No. Oh, sweetheart, there isn't a thought behind those eyes. (laughs) It's so funny. I don't know what TikTok I'm stuck on, but it's definitely not dog TikTok. (laughs) I'm on, (laughs) wait, let me tell you what TikTok I'm on. I'm on ex-evangelical christian bisexual tiktok i'm like how tiktok thinks i'm bi i love that journey i'm like i'm not bi but obviously i'd rather be on bi tiktok than straight tiktok (laughs) (laughs) i mean my tiktok is like full of like pimple popping stuff which is weird (laughs) Cause it's not my it's not my thing at all. But apparently, <laughs> I like those. TikTok knows more about me than I do. And then <laughs> every once in a while, a Trumper gets thrown in there. And to me, I <laughs> think that that is TikTok's version of Netflix. Are you still watching? Uh, like TikTok's be like, they just toss in a Trumper just so they know <laughs> that I'm still doing it. It's because I block them all. Every time something comes up that's like pro Trump. Block. immediately blocked but i think that's tiktok's way of being like are you still paying attention or is your thumb just stuck in a scroll motion i started blocking people on tiktok which is just like such a stupid thing like if i would see it i, I did it twice yesterday i saw two people like one of the posts that they made was like things you shouldn't say as a christian and i was like block like i'm not on behavior management christian tiktok right now like what the hell <laughs> behavior control tiktok behavior control christian tiktok is not a place that i want to be talk about trauma but but yeah so a lot of people that show up are like people that are talking about leaving the church and like being bi and all of that and i'm like hmm this is interesting (laughs) i can get behind that (laughs) save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But, um... <laughs> That's... It. Yeah. It's funny that you said that because so my good friend Jessica, who is here in town, uh, we used to be my small group leader at my church back in Illinois. Like mm-hmm. her and her husband, I've known them for quite a long time, beautiful human beings. But she texted me this last night and then this morning just saying like her and her husband wanted to FaceTime with me. And I immediately was like, okay, well, like, no big deal. But then as I went further, like I just kept getting this like recurring trauma because in the church that I was involved in, the cult, like no one ever hung out just to hang out. Like every time you got asked to dinner at somebody's house, every time you got asked to lunch, like there was always something. And they always say we care about community. But anytime that they actually like when someone was like, hey, we'd like to have dinner with you. Like there was something to discuss. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just like, let's hang out and get to know each other. And so I oh, texted God. her and I was like, you know, this church really messed me up because I I know that I'm not in trouble with you, but like that's all I've been thinking about all day long. <laughs> and she gets it because they were in the same place with this cult. So um, so she was like, no, you're not in trouble, obviously. Like, And I yeah. hate that you feel that way. And I was like, yeah, because churches really can screw people over. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of trauma involved in all of that. Uh-huh. Oh, it's, yeah. It's strange. Very sad. On that note, next adding up, peroxide <laughs> to the soil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I, sometimes I feel like 
should should we have another podcast where we don't talk about plants? Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a good fifty percent of our podcast is us as our banter and like our minds just wandering off and talking about other things, which is totally okay yeah, with our audience, I'm it. sure. Yeah. But okay, yeah, adding peroxide to the soil. We kind of briefly talked about this when we were talking about De La Tanks mm-hmm. and just like how yeah, it will kill any pests that you may have lurking around in there which speaking of pests that just brought me to something else someone dm'd me the other day and said that she said is it normal to find a bunch of ants crawling in your plant like a like a colony of ants were in her plant oh, geez. and i was like where'd you get that from you know she said she got it from from home depot no surprise there um <laughs> but I was like, it had to have come from the grower, you know, like, yeah, they were probably outside at one point. But it's also going to kill all the beneficial bacteria in your soil if you use peroxide, which I just learned that. I didn't know that till recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's better than baking <laughs> your soil and microwaving <laughs> it. But it does take a little while for those microbial colonies to return. Yeah. So I don't, I have fungus nets right now and it's taking a lot for me to not just go around with hydrogen peroxide water because it always worked mm-hmm. 100% of the time I would get rid of the fungus gnats, but I don't know what else I was getting rid of. So unless you have like a really bad infestation, I wouldn't suggest doing it. Yeah. Fungus gnats suck in the winter too. Like they come out full force, I feel. Yeah. It is yeah. fungus gnat awareness season. Fungus, water, fungus Nat Awareness Month. <laughs> I'm making it a national holiday. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't have anything to add other than what was said. But if it if you're in a pinch and you really need to just like, if people in your household are pissed that there's fungus gnats or they call them fruit flies or whatever, like, yeah, it'll help. It'll help cure that. Um, but... I think that's the only thing. Like, if people are using it to just get more oxygen to the roots, then you need to change your soil. Like, the mm. the oh, yeah. the benefits of the only benefit, and to me, with peroxide in your soil would just be to kill larvae. But also, like you said, you're killing everything else. Like, there's no other benefit to the plant. I don't yeah. think. But I, again, I'm not a botanist. I've heard people use it to cure root rot as well. Which I have no really, yeah, I have no experience with that. I know that Harley made a video about it like a long time ago. That's where I first saw that. Um, mm. But yeah, I don't know if I watched it, so I don't know anything about it. But I've heard <laughs> that people use it for that. True, I have heard. Now that you said that, like I have heard people say that, like they've used it on root rot too. But I've never tried that, so I, I guess jury's out on that if it actually works. Yeah, but if your plant yeah. is root rot, you should just repot it, <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess if Cut it's like off. showing early, early signs, maybe it'll be okay, and that's when you would use it. But if well, like I don't understand that process though, because yeah, like you said, you need to repot it because if your plant has root rot and the hydrogen peroxide does work in a in a sense where it's killing off that dead root rot, so what are you just gonna leave all that? nasty rotted root in your planter and like carry on with your day like that would drive me nuts <laughs> knowing that, <laughs> knowing, knowing that there. that's in there uh. yeah well nicole could never kill somebody and bury their body because you heard it here <laughs> no. folks it would drive her nuts knowing that there's a body in the ground it's ah. there, man. <laughs> along okay. those lines though uh, i have had her <laughs> along those same lines as people who have watered with like uh bubbly water not the flavored like if you just got plain carbonated water i i've heard other people had success like just watering with that just because it gives another oxygen molecule i mean it's not using they're not using it to like contain anything or kill anything really but yeah i've never heard of that because i accidentally bought a case of like non-flavored carbonated water which no thank you not gonna do that So I Gross. I did put it in some plants to use it up because I was like, well, I'm just going to use this. I would think it would kill it, but I guess I'm just thinking. I mean, because it's just thinking. like car carbonation. I don't know. 
I'm not suggesting it. I'm just saying I've heard people use carbonated water. You're giving your plants carbs. Mm. (laughs) It's one way to do it, I guess. What if they're on a diet? What if they're on a a low-carb diet? Those are protein bars. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) A little mean girl. A little mean girl. Uh. Quote. (laughs) Those are protein bars. Oh, my God. Mean girls. I haven't seen that in so long. I, okay, on Mean Girls, here we go again. Let's switch the topic. I watched Mean Girls with Mia for the first time, and she laughed so hard through it. I was led on the fence about it because I was like, because, you know, PG-13, like, I don't know who rates these movies, but some some PG-13 stuff, I'm like, okay, you're not allowed to rate movies. This is this is too much <laughs> for a 13-year-old. But... um it was it was so funny and like usually like when you try to show kids movies from our generation they just they're like what you know like i wanted her to watch clueless but i was like okay no you probably it's that's probably gonna go right over your head Mm -hmm. you know but she loved mean girls and it was so fun because she's like oh my god i want to watch it again it's hilarious you know (laughs) so i was like oh it's cute that's funny but I, i love mean girls hilarious okay next up Plants cannot be in a bedroom because they release carbon dioxide at nighttime. Why at nighttime, though? Like, why? I just don't know. This is obviously a myth. (laughs) Yeah, because my bedroom has tons of plants in it. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I have nothing to say. (laughs) (laughs) It's not true. I have nothing to say. (laughs) I think there's something with, like, the rhythms and plants and, like, during the day what their activities are and during the night what their activities are because like us i think plants go through like active and rest but i don't think a plant could ever release enough carbon dioxide to have any sort of effect on you unless you're sleeping in a room with like thousands of plants and it's airtight it's a very small space yeah yeah, I mean it's like an enclosed greenhouse. It's like something. people who say like if I wore my mask in my car that I was poisoning myself with my own breath. Like oh good god oh yeah yeah it stinks yeah, and I already. use a tongue scraper as much as I can. But you know what? Like <laughs> this mask isn't gonna kill me. <laughs> we love a tongue scraper unless you unless you have a burger with onions on it for lunch and then you have to wear your mask. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Literally bought a tongue scraper because the original cast, the OG queer eye for the straight guy, mm-hmm. always <laughs> talked about tongue scrapers. And I didn't even know it was a thing. And as soon as I saw it on there, I was like, need it. Need to scrape yeah, this tongue. I, we use, I use one too. <laughs> I, this might be, it's, I think it's like a dental myth that that helps though. Is it really? But the stuff that comes off my tongue. I know. Me too. I use one as well. And I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I listened to a podcast that had a dentist as a guest and the people asked the dentist if it was like actually helpful. And they're like, eh. I'm like, no, no, this isn't right. <laughs> they're wrong. You haven't seen mine. I'm not listening to this doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my confirmation bias has not been confirmed. So please <laughs> change your facts. Hmm. I'm still going to do it, though, because yeah. I see stuff come off and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not swallowing that's that. my thing. If I could if I could physically see it, then that's what she said, unless you're scraping too hard and you're like you're scraping your taste buds off your tongue, that would be bad, which. Right? OK, have you guys ever like really taken a good look at your tongue and like seen the taste buds? Yeah, like it's disgusting, it's disgusting. They're like yeah. a bunch Gross. of tiny. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> That video's too good. Um, it was one of yous. <laughs> Which one of yous took a I... shat? <laughs> I remember you guys showed that to me. That was so the best part is like how truly shook the girls are. They're just like, they like, <laughs> you can't even see my face, you guys, but they're just like shook to the core. And the fact that the mom, like, you know, when your friend's parent, like, comes in the room and, like, screams at your friend and then it's, like, silent for a few minutes, like. (laughs) Yeah. And you're just standing there, like, what the heck do I do? (laughs) Same energy. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, Oh, 
gosh. Okay. What's our next myth? The next myth is misting our leaves. Mm. How do we feel about this one? I'm very anti-mist as of the last couple of years. I was very pro-mist at first, and it has its place. I used to use misting as a way to care for my plants, quote-unquote, without watering them and like without overwatering them, over caring for them because the mist, like usually it doesn't harm or help depending on the plant, of course. But for the most part, it's yeah. not harmful and it gives you something to do if you feel like you want to care for your plants. But it does nothing for them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no boost of humidity. I think that yeah. I was pro mist too. And fungal infections can spread so much when you Mm. mist your plants and that was the main reason that i'm like okay i'm not going to do this anymore because we pick up philodendrons or aeroids from the store and sometimes they have fungal infections that you're not aware of when you got it but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know misting that only just spreads that fungal infection to the other leaves um so yeah i try to do it sometimes with my philodendrons that are they get stuck you know the philodendron leaf curl yes. i've tried to like mist those parts of the plant more and i still do that but as a boost of humidity that's not that's not going to do it for you that's not that's that ain't it sis that ain't it that ain't it yeah sis. i would say like lubricating new leaves is a good way to use your mist I know, I know. I'm such a because child. they will rip sometimes if it's not humid enough, and just giving them a la- little extra bit of wait. You think we could slap some Astroglide on some <laughs> some philodendrons, <laughs> and maybe they will just slide right out of that caterpillar? I'm done checking out. What's that? Is that like a brand of lube? <laughs> oh, straight women. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, there's a myriad of types of of lubrication. I had no idea yeah. about this one. Well, should I just said KY jelly? Should I just said KY? See the jelly, <laughs> but a good the jelly. really the jelly part just. Ugh. <laughs> Why did they call it jelly? Peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> but like, anyway, no. But I'm being like, serious. You could get like the the one that like heats up, like. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just really have a moment there with the philodendron. Gross! Cut it out! You cut it out! You might have to take a lot of this out. Not doing it. That's so funny. Uh, I'm blushing. So anyway. Okay. What's what's our next myth? Were we done with that one? The next. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I was just gonna say with like you know when leaves are pregnant and they're trying to push that baby out um i actually find that running it under warmer water like just giving it a bath and like holding it there sometimes it'll pop out like right then and there like i've birthed this leaf <laughs> or it's a water birth <laughs> nicole the midwife it was, a, it was a water birth oh my clean door <laughs> new business venture (laughs) oh my god um or just like a warm like a warm paper towel like laying it on top of it for just a little bit that helps too oh true i never really thought about that 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 would create like a little dome of humidity there yeah yeah okay um plants will grow bigger if they're potted in a bigger pot this is a good one okay because this is definitely something i thought in baby my clean leaves days i so this okay so let me expose myself this is not <laughs> true for indoor house plants but is it at all true for outdoor plants like is there any truth like when you're potting outdoor plants is it the same like two inches go up two inches because those things grow so much faster no, it's not because you mean with potted plants or in the ground with this is where the misconception comes in because. Yeah. So I because people think. Go ahead. No, sorry. no, I want you to go. <laughs> so if you're planting a garden, 
if you, and I'm not a gardener, so take what I say with a grain of salt, but I think I know this. If you're a gardener and you like you're planting flowers in your garden and they grow to be this these big lush beautiful bushes of flowers, it's not the same thing with plants in a in a pot, like in a, an actual planter as opposed to plants in the ground. And that's where people get confused. They're like, "Well, how do they have like they have all this space to grow? Like why wouldn't that work the same way with house plants?" And I think it's because they're thinking they're not thinking about the possibilities of root rot and water sitting in the bottom of an actual planter. When you're planting in a garden, you're watering your flowers and the water's dispersing throughout the earth and it has all the drainage in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's, I think that's what it is. Yeah. But okay. So like Becca, maybe you, if I think we're on the same wavelength as far as like, if I had a big decorative pot outdoors and I wanted to plant like annual flowers in it mm-hmm. and they come in like little two inch plugs from like the store when you buy your annuals, I would probably put those in a bigger pot. But also the conditions are different outside. It's definitely going to dry out a lot quicker. Yeah, I think. And it does. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because you're not yeah. going to put a two inch plug in a four inch pot outside and think like. This yeah. is going to be fine. It'll dry out like every single day. Right. Because those plants are also like it, way yeah. thirstier. Right. They And they do dry out a lot quicker. Like I'll water, even when I bring my plants, my inside plants outside, I'm watering them every single day because they dry out like an hour or two later, they're, they're dried mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So, but with house plants, you know, when you... If you think that taking like a two inch pot and putting it in an eight inch pot is going to make it grow bigger. Yeah, in a sense, it has the space to grow bigger, but you also have so much extra space for soil to just stay wet and moist and the roots are not big enough to suck up all of that water and Mm. they can turn to mush and root rot. I remember when I first started, someone used the metaphor of like, Imagine take like moving out of your dorm room and into a huge mansion. Like you wouldn't have the stuff to fill up that mansion. It would just be this giant like sparse space. And I think they related that to like the roots are the same way. Like the roots don't even like they wouldn't even know what to do with that much room. Like they would just be like, what the heck? So that's a good metaphor. I don't know. I mean, it definitely it won't it won't prevent I mean, plants are going to go bigger no matter what. Like, if you're giving them the conditions and you're taking care of them, they'll grow bigger. But the pot size doesn't the pot size doesn't determine that. Like, you yeah. know, and I've heard that old thing, like, with goldfish. Like, they'll only grow as big as their pot will let them or their fishbowl, which I don't know if that's true or not either. But, like, that's – if you put a smaller plant in a, in a really big pot, like – you could probably take care of it and it'll probably still be alive. But the only thing you're stopping is having to repot that sooner. But then again, like a year, two years down the road, that plant's going to be used up all of its nutrients in that soil. So you're going to have to repot it for nutrients anyway, I think. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just my thoughts. Yeah, it won't make it grow any faster to be that right. size. All house plants need to be in a south facing window. Eh. Wrong. Not so true. wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I nope. think that's that goes along with what we said, like in the in the episode where we talked about our original, like how we were when we first got plants. Like yeah. I used to shove all my plants right in the window as close as they could possibly be, so that they could get all the <laughs> light. And that's just not necessary all the time. Yeah. Right. I mean, cactus and most succulents maybe but it also depends like because you know a lot of succulents can be have more fragile leaf textures too and they can also get sunburned so bright indirect light i feel is the best like that's what i tell everybody bright indirect light like that's it's the best for most plants Mm -hmm. you know and conversely to this myth if you buy a low light house plant, like a snake plant, Sansevieria, Dracaena, whatever, um, <laughs> it's it can't live in a in a room with no windows. So like, mm-hmm. no plant can. I mean, it may yeah. stay alive for a bit, but that's never going to be the environment. So, 
it kind of the other way too is like you can't say low light plants mean like they can live in the dark because it's just it's not true should we just pick a couple a couple more juicy ones mm-hmm. yeah let's do the this mayonnaise one is interesting to me which... oh i have some <laughs> words about this i was hoping you okay. were gonna say that because i love the way you say mayonnaise <laughs> Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. You always go, mayonnaise. Putting mayonnaise or milk on leaves to shine them. Okay, so I've actually never heard this, but my initial thought (laughs) is like, that'll clog the shit out of these leaves. Like, won't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, mayonnaise for sure. But like some old school grandmas used to do that though, right? Like they would, or maybe was it mayonnaise or was it something else that they would use to shine their leaves? Mayonnaise for sure. Okay, I've okay. I have tried the milk thing. I've tried to shine my leaves you with have? milk. It works. I used diluted milk, but it smelled so bad. Yeah, like oh yuck. That was a bad smell. Well, same thing with mayonnaise. It's like it's. It's dairy. Yeah. Like what? That can't be good to just sit on the leaves like that. So is it wiping them down with mayonnaise and then wiping them off with water and milk? Or is it just like leaving it on there? Like shine it up, leave it, let it go. It's basically like you dip a cloth into the diluted milk and you just rub it on. That's it. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know about the mayo. Like... I don't know if they would lay it on thick or they'd do it, like, similar to neem oil. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, Oh, dear. I think mayonnaise was just used for a lot of things, you know? Like, mayonnaise cakes. Cakes. Like, people were just like, hey, I could see... Milk seems weird to me because at least mayonnaise has oil in it. And that's what I could see people like, like, I need to shine these leaves. This has oil in it. Oil shines. So I'm going to use it. But milk, milk seems weird. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. And milk is cloudy. So it's like, why would, why would somebody get the idea to try that? Yeah. I think it left like a film on the plants. Like it, it, they were shiny, but there was a, there was a bit of a film. And, you know, like Nicole said, plants have cells on them to expel air and that's why a lot of the times on the back of your leaves like you'll see like hard water and salt build up on some plants because they're releasing excess water what what have you so if you smother that in mayonnaise which sounds delicious but you're basically just (laughs) basically just like suffocating them I use lemon water yeah to shine my leaves which I have not done in quite some time Maybe that'll be a tomorrow project. Yeah, I'll do a video. But um, I mean, your channel is called My Clean Leaves, so you should I really know. be on top of that. You guys, speaking of cleaning, okay, I, if you want to feel like a fucking terrible, dirty person, <laughs> clean your fan blades. Oh, I know. Uh, I can see my fan blades. <laughs> Uh, well, I could see mine too, and I did my fan, my fan blades in my living room, and it was. <laughs> this is how I know candles are toxic as f, and like we shouldn't be lighting them. But there was just this big film of black soot on the top of my, mixed with dust, of course, and dog hair, I'm sure. And it was just so it was sticky. I couldn't even get it off my hands. Like it looked like I just put my hand like inside of a recently burnt candle like it was gross (sighs) but i can't live without them so i'll continue to light them but yeah it gets everywhere (laughs) it gets everywhere if a candle is like soy based wax are those ones still bad they're better i think like soy based with essential oils maybe that's a little more natural i don't know i don't even know what candles a lot of companies well it's the the tox toxic tox I can't ever say that word toxicity toxicity it comes Ooh, from the, the taste actual of your lips, I'm on a ride. I'm sorry Nicole is speaking I know <laughs> um I love that song by the way it Great song. it comes from the fragrance it comes from the actual mm. fragrance uh, so a lot a lot more 
people like companies like Bath and Body Works, which are the best. Sorry, they are. Um, they are starting to to scent their candles using essential oils now mm. because of that. Yeah. So anything with fragrance is just bad because we're going to go into this. Okay. Fragrance is a, it's something that they, it's a word that they use that can pretty much hide any trademark secret that companies use to make that product. So they, they can hide a bunch of, there could be like a hundred ingredients under fragrance and they don't legally have to list it. I didn't know that. Right. And it's the same for skincare. Oh no. Skincare is a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's why if there's like fragrance in your skincare, you should not be using it or your soap yeah. or anything. Thank you, Hiram. Mm. Our king. Welcome. <laughs> so um, ever since I was little and I found out that dust was like 90 some percent dead skin cells. Oh. Whenever I move to like a new place, I have to completely like make sure I dust everything because the thought of like bumping into something and like breathing out someone's dead skin cells just grosses me out i don't know (laughs) isn't that gross yeah so like when i moved here to arizona i was like i'm cleaning the fans (laughs) yeah yeah fan blades guys wow but like think of all that it's the same thing with your plants like that's why people have to dust you know jay says undust he's like i'm gonna undust today because he's like why are you saying dust are you adding dust to stuff he has a point anyway (laughs) checks out (laughs) um all that stuff is just sitting on top of your leaves you know blocking the sun refracts off of it you gotta clean them clean plants need to photosynthesize keep your leaves clean okay last myth do we have a a last last one yeah let's pick one house plants need to be watered at least once a week hard no that's a hard no that's a hard no. I think that like, I don't know, like back in the day. Okay, so back in the day, if we're talking about back in the day, like our grandparents per se, or like our great grandparents, what was around? Palms and pothos? Like that's pretty much it, right? <laughs> that's what they had. Yeah, like philodendron. Yeah. When you think about these plants, they're kind of, you know, they're pretty resilient. Well, not not did i say ferns ferns are not resilient but you know pothos can pretty much take anything and i think watering your pothos once a week if you're not you know if you're watering it the right way is fine you know Mm -hmm. so like maybe these myths came from quote unquote back in the day but we all know that you need to water your plants when they need water and not just once a week yep they don't get watered on a schedule in nature so it doesn't make sense to do that at no But yeah, and actually, that's a good point. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, if that helps you to have a schedule so that you remember to go check on the plant, that's fine. But, you know, schedule Mm -hmm. that you have to water it every week, no matter what the soil looks like, is not right. And someone actually asked me about because, you know, being in Chicago, it rains a lot. (laughs) And they're like, well, how do you keep like a watering schedule when you, all your plants are outside and my plants do so much better outside because well one they're getting rainwater which is way better than the shit water that comes out of my faucet um <laughs> and two it is windy so they dry out right away but like i just don't water like when i know it's gonna rain i just don't water them that week mm-hmm. or i just you know check on them but yeah that's so true that just plants like in nature they take in the water that they need when they can get it, and and that's it, because people aren't watering plants in nature. And look, some people can successfully, if they know how to grow a plant, they can successfully water it once a week if you're giving it a certain amount of water. But in general, to teach somebody new to house plants to be like, oh, do you just need to give this water once a week? That's just a that's a big it's a big no no. And I I guess I'm feeling like we're talking to a, a bigger audience that has like a bigger plant collection not just a couple of plants so yeah like you said if you have just like a plant maybe once a week we find for that plant but if you have a whole collection with all these different plants that have different needs and care conditions for sure not the case all right 
that was fun. Yeah, myth, myth, myth. Distilling some myths. Wait, dispelling, not <laughs> distilling. That's water. Ooh. Ooh, distilling. And alcohol. That's true, distilleries. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was fun. I would love to know if you guys can think of any other myths in regards to plants. So if you do, leave us a comment on today's post over on our Instagram page, at Potted Together. And if you're not already following us, Go do that. What are you doing with your life? What What you you doing? doing? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're also on YouTube, if you didn't know. Someone actually reached out to me the other day and was like, you guys should be on YouTube. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we are. And she's like, oh, my God, no way. And I was like, yeah, go check it out. (laughs) We do have a channel. (laughs) We, We have videos go out around once a month. You know. Yeah, we try once a month. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> it's hard when we can't get together to do collab videos. It's not it's not a very easy thing. But hopefully 2021 will change that. Yes, hopefully Fingers we crossed. see each other this year. I hope so. Yeah. All right guys, well, thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to leave us a rating and share this podcast with a planty friend. Yes, Love do it. that. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.